This is the Trucking Entrepreneurs Podcast, the show where entrepreneurs share their own unique stories, discuss business trends, the impact of technology, and their entrepreneurial journey, plus how you can benefit from their products and services. Join your host, Derek Williams, and today's special guest as he takes you on a journey through interviews with innovators in the trucking and logistics industry. This is the Trucking Entrepreneurs Podcast. Here's Derek. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I have the honor of interviewing a young and exceptionally smart, focused, and goal-driven entrepreneur. Today's guest is Mr. Kamard Johnson. Kamard is the CEO and Chief Visionary Officer of GTT Commercial Tires. His accolades are many, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is guaranteed to leave you impressed and inspired. To hear how in his teenage years he had developed expert skills in sales and entrepreneurship to receiving top honors and accolades in the insurance and car dealership industry, to joining forces with his brother to create a multi-million dollar commercial tire empire. Without any further delay, let's join in to learn more about Kamard and GTT Commercial Tire and much more. Greetings, Kamard. How are you doing today? I'm doing exceptionally well, Derek. Thank you so much for asking, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Yes, sir. You're very welcome. I'm glad to have you on. Um, like, you know, you definitely an inspiration, man. So I'm, I definitely had to get you on a podcast. So I'm glad you're here, brother. Happy to be here. I appreciate you thanking enough of the story to, again, share your platform with us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem at all. So if you don't mind, um, Kamar, if you don't mind giving us like a little backstory on yourself. Yeah, so Kamar D. Johnson grew up Southside Richmond, single parent household, had my mother who worked a lot, who of course made a lot of sacrifices for my brother as well as myself to uh, be this young man sitting in front of you today speaking to you. And so she's been a huge contributor to a lot of the things that a lot of people give me credit for. So I definitely like to start with definitely making sure that she's attributed that credit. Um, from there, you know, went to school like most people and um, at an early age, I figured that earning money uh, was always something that could be a good thing, just doing it with integrity and doing it, you know, within the lines of legalities and things like that. And so I sold everything from Pokemon cards to pegs, which go on the back of bicycles so that, you know, other kids can stand on there and ride with mm -hmm. you to jerseys. <laughs> I mean, you name it, man. You know, I've, I've sold quite a bit. And then uh, what that ended up doing is spiraling into me doing homework for a lot of basketball players that were my teammates um, in the different schools. And so that spread to the football teams. And before you knew it, you know, I had a, a pretty nice, uh, uh, I guess, in job, in school job where I was making a fair share of money. And, um, you know, a lot of it definitely was contributed and funded 
funneled back into the household on a serious note because, you know, having a single parent mother, that was one of the ways that I quickly identified as a way that I could show her how much I appreciate and respect everything that she's done for me, understanding that there's not a long enough time horizon in life to pay her back. Right. right. And so um, that's always been a huge driver of motivation for me to go out and do well in life. And so made great grades, um, were in honor courses and things like that, played on the basketball team. And so from there, got a job in high school uh, that was with H.H. Gregg. Um, well, I'll take that back. It was T.J. Maxx first. Okay. Um, and then that led to me getting a job with H.H. Gregg, which is where I really kind of encountered sales. Okay. And that really, I think, was the spike or the hockey stick, as they say, in my quality of life going up, my earning ability going up. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had an amazing manager there. And at TJ Maxx, they definitely contributed to my growth and development as a young man as well. And then obviously as a professional in the workspace. And so the manager at HH Greg allowed me the opportunity to go out of the customer service merchandising pit, which is just the area where um, glorified cashiers hang out and ring people up. <laughs> and um, he allowed me to go on to the sales floor in the uh-huh. electronics department. So I sold cameras, laptops, TVs, all that good stuff, um, DVRs, D, um, D, uh, DVD players back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice, but I didn't like the aspect of not being able to sell the appliances. So like if you came in, Derek, with your wife, and your wife wanted to look at dishwashers and refrigerators and you wanted to look at TVs, then what would have to happen is either I would split the sale and I would get the TV commission or whatever electronic you bought, but I wouldn't get the commission for the refrigerator and the dishwasher. And I'm like, Man. that's kind of wild. And so, you know, I made a proposition to the sales manager team and I asked them if I took the time out to learn everything that I could about appliances, would they allow me to cross sell? And so, of course, they did, and it worked out well for me. And, of course, it was met with some resistance from other salespeople. But, yeah, that was really like the springboard of me getting into, again, a higher quality of life because it allowed me to really learn how to really communicate effectively with all different types of people. Right. Man, that is fantastic, man. You, first of all, got to take my hat off. Um I won't say literally, but take my hat off to you (laughs) for going about things the right way in reference to helping your mom out and supporting the household, man. That's that's an honorable thing, you know, um, and doing it the legal way. You know, my hat is off to you, man. That uh, much respect, you know, reminds me of back in the day when I was in high school and stuff. The thing was selling blow pops and stuff mm-hmm. to, you know, get extra money and things of that nature, washing people cars, cutting, you know, people grass and things of that nature, man. But, you know, hearing you say Pokemon and, you know, <laughs> I'm not too, I know a Pokemon, but I'm not too familiar with it, like talking about, but, you know, still, and then doing um, some of your, the athletes you mentioned, their homework and stuff to get that extra capital in, man. So all that, let me ask you this. What caused you to have that drive in you? Obviously, you had that entrepreneurial spirit in you at an early age. Was it someone in your family that you saw or it's just part of your genetics that gave you that? Yeah, I think it's both. I definitely believe it's part of my genetics. Um, Mine is my mom. My mom is very risk averse. So um, entrepreneurship has never been anything that she was (laughs) fond of or even dabbled with. But 
Mm -hmm. On the contrary, my brother, right? So Uh seeing him growing up, he's always had a business. I mean, my brother has tried some of everything from sheetrock to seal coating to um, uh, he had a paving company. I mean, he's done a crap ton of things. And so I'm sure that that definitely had an impact on me subconsciously growing up and just seeing him always attempting to be his own man and and essentially blaze his own trail. And uh, he's successfully done that for sure by far. Um, definitely top five entrepreneur that I know for sure. Wow, that is awesome. So you you basically had um, what's the word I can say um, a role model right there in your household, your brother and all. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, okay. super grateful. And I think a lot of us have role models that are very close to our association, um, whether that's family or friends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I just think because of the closeness of proximity of relationship with those people, sometimes we devalue the impact and the the successes that they have and how we can benefit by idling ourselves a little bit around some of the things that have helped them achieve that success. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically with all your experience and, you know, education and everything, man, like I say, my hat's off to you on all that. Um, what basically caused you to have an interest in starting, <laughs> you already smiling, but GTT commercial tires. I mean, what, yeah. what led you to that? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> great question. Okay. What led me to that is my brother. Um, okay. short answer. Okay. Um, but what I'll do is bridge the gap just to put all of the pieces to the store. And so again, right. Okay. I'm out of high school or in high school, rather. And I'm at H.H. Gregg. Gentleman comes in. He's really dressed well. He has a nice suit on. He comes in, buys a dishwasher for his wife uh, for their anniversary. Mm-hmm. At the end of the transaction, he's like, man, would you be okay if I passed your information on to a recruiter at my company? And I'm like, well, what is this exactly do you do? He was pretty vague. And I was like, sure, fine. Because that would happen to me a lot, Derek, you know, where people would say things around like, hey, man, nothing against what you're doing here. But I just think you got so much more potential. You could do so much more, yada, yada, yada. So I didn't think much of it because nothing ever really materialized from any of those conversations in the past. He does. Fast forward several months. I get a call. The recruiter brings me in. She's under the impression that I'm there to be an intern. And I'm like, yeah, far as I know and understand, (laughs) interns don't make money. I need to make money. And so I'm like... Clearly, there's been some miscommunication. She proceeds to ask me, well, do you think you can hack it? Do you think you can cut it as an actual financial representative here? And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what this place is, right? Cool. So I'm like, absolutely. She's like, well, you don't have any college experience. You don't have any native network of people who I would think would be interested in these type of products, investments, insurance. Like, who are you going to sell this stuff to? And I'm like, well, you let me deal with that. That that would be my challenge, not your problem. And so- you know, went through literally a series of seven interviews with seven different individuals within the company. On a Friday, I ended up meeting with the managing partner and I knew it was going well because the meeting was only supposed to be for 10 minutes and ended up being about an hour or so. Wow. And so I knew, you know, they had to have some type of interest in me. At the end of it, he offers me a offer, excuse me, that I politely told him I would have to think about over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his face and, and his look was just like, do you not understand the significance of this prestigious <laughs> offer that I'm making you to join this company? And I'm like, I do. However, I have other opportunities. At the time, H.H. Gregg was allowing me to potentially go to Schaumburg, Illinois, to be a manager there of a store. 
again, I'm in high school. I'm literally about to graduate. So I thought that that would be rather interesting, move to another city, another state, be a manager of a store at 18 years old. Um, and then I had another financial institution that I was looking at as well. And so I told him I had to think about it, you know, and uh, that just blew him away even more. And come Monday, I made my decision. I ended up joining Northwestern Mutual and, you know, I went on to do some great things there. As far as I know, I still hold the record of the youngest uh, financial rep that um, achieved the Paysetter 40 Award, which is achieving 40 accounts um, in a six month time frame, I believe it is. Um, wow. with uh, a certain amount of dollar amount under management for investment, as well as a um, million dollars or more of um, whole life insurance. Okay. Um, and so it was, it was pretty great. Um, I learned a lot, met a lot of great people there, um, established some good relationships, obviously learned um, a lot of key fundamentals and principles around money management and also growing it. So that was really great experience for me. Um, fast forward, um, the entire time my mother was, you know, adamant about my brother and I joining forces to do something um, together. And so what we actually did was started a car dealership together while I was at Northwestern Mutual. So that was our first venture together, which gave me a lot of context around what it would be like to work with family and what it would look like um, being that intimately intertwined in business together. Right. However, it was too much for too little. And so when we sold our last car, we celebrated like somebody that probably does when they sell their first car. And it was just such a headache, Derek. I mean, it was just so many different issues, again, for, for very little payoff. And so we quickly figured that we, we definitely wanted to get out of that. And so we did. Um, then I actually went to sell cars for CarMax, right? Mm. So couldn't cut it on my own with my brother selling cars. So I go and <laughs> sell cars for a big outfit. Right. And then, of course, my brother goes on to start something else and start something else. And so he's doing several different things, which he then ends up landing on um, commercial truck tires, uh, July 21st, 2016. And that came about his 14 years of experience in passenger tire market, where he would sell tires to gentlemen like yourself and, and for your wise vehicle and things like that, um, that ended up actually as a profession being truck drivers. And so a lot of conversations just out of venting would happen with him. And so he learned a lot about the plights that truckers suffered from, right? Price right. being one of them when it comes to tires and other issues. And so as the market for passenger tires started to dwindle down because of the presence of Simple Tire, who is a DTC online company and um, Sam's Club and Walmart and all of those places really starting to expand their market share with it. The, it, it became very fickle, right? The margin shrunk very quickly. And so he transitioned out of that into attempting commercial truck tires. And so July 21, 2016, he started that with seven used tires in the shed of his backyard, literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Woo. So he's the genius for this, not me, right? right. He proved market viability he proved our unique selling proposition, which in his um, interim, it was really about wholesale prices direct to the driver. Like that was his slogan. And so that where that's where he was able to immediately come in and add value to a lot of truckers. And so they're coming and picking up the tires out of his backyard. Fast forward a few months. He then got a warehouse that was about 5,000 square feet. Um, and I think it was like uh, maybe like 1500 bucks a month he was paying for it. And it was just him. Right. And so his overhead was really low, but he had a decent customer base because he had built it up through the backyard. And so he grew it, man. And um, 
through the times my mom was, you know, again, beating me on my back about, hey, you need to try to get with your brother. <laughs> and so I knew he was doing this, but I didn't know how well it was going. And so I started to spend some time up there at the warehouse with him and just kind of seeing the customer base and how his process was working. And so it was still cash and carry, Derek. Guys would come with their pickup truck, they take a couple tires, take 20 tires, and that'll be that. And so I would ask questions like, so what about the guys who are in the truck and something happens, they, you know, get a, a tire that blows out or they get a piece of debris and now they have a leak and they needed to be patched or repaired. Like, what's the process there? And of course, it was not anything he could do for those people. And so, you know, I started to kind of develop some thoughts even while I was still at CarMax. And so um, fast forward to 2018, he's still growing it. He had gotten it up to 317000 in annual revenue, which again, was really good for him because it was very low overhead, really decent margins. Right. And at that point, I thought to myself that I could always go back to corporate if I so chose, but the opportunity to do something special with my brother and at least give it a try again wasn't something that I could turn my back on. And so I decided to join in January 1, 2019. I joined the company and uh, yeah, we've been rolling together ever since. Wow. Now, you know, that I mean, that's an awesome story. But one thing I've noticed about you, you're very humble. It seems like you're laid back and you don't like to brag about yourself and stuff. That That's the type of vibe that I get from you. So I'm going to brag about you for just a little bit. Just, just a little bit here. So this is what I saw on your website. I believe it was your website. It stated that you grew... GTT commercial tires from 317,000 in 2018 to 4.6 million in revenue at the end of 2021, increasing customer volume, revenue volume, and employee volume. Now, brother, that's some phenomenal growth right there, man. I need you to come work with me. You got a little extra time? <laughs> One thing about me, Derek, you know, um, I'm really big on just trying to be as valuable as I can to any and everyone that I meet on That's my right. journey um, in life. That's right. And, you know, it's, it's just really important to me. And so literally, and I mean this sincerely, like we can talk off camera, whatever I can do to bring some value to your life, brother, I'd be more than happy to do so. Seriously. Well Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, you know, I, I don't have, actually, that's what this platform is for, is to give people that I meet in the industry a platform, a show, you know, to showcase what they do, what they offer, and what, you know, what they're all about. That's what, what this podcast is all about, man. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. important. You know, we, we need more of that. Um, in today's world, there's a lot of craziness and, and more ways than one and so the more kind we can be the more helpful we can be to one another um and just respectful of everybody's self-expression i just think it'll make for a better world so i am definitely in that same um boat of value with you 100%. yes sir yes sir amen to that so the magic question if you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience what the well who is gtt commercial tires what do you do and what do you offer Yes. GTT Commercial Tires is a community tire store. It's the owner-operator's tire store. And so it's for owner-operators um, 
to be able to come into an environment where they're going to get treated with respect. They're going to get in and out at a time that just blows their mind, that allows them more operating time to then go out and make more money, to get the education around the specific tires for their specific application so that they can get the most, um, I guess, the best experience, right? Whether that's duration or whether that's fuel mileage, like everybody's optimizing for something different. Right. And so for us, it's about making sure that all of our teammates are as educated as possible to be able to guide you through your shopping journey. And so I often say, you know, if you're an owner operator and you're within proximity of any of our store locations and you're not doing business with us, you're playing yourself because our differentiator, that's our special secret sauce. When people ask like, man, how did you guys grow so greatly? Like, yeah, I definitely came in and, and brought some value, but our entire team is incredible. And it's been because we all care. And I don't think that that's something that you can replicate from a consistent standpoint because it either is something that you actually feel and have or it isn't. And so for us, I know for sure that that is going to continue to allow for us to scale at an enormously um, exponentially quicker clip than what I had even thought we would be able to do in the time frames. Um, I mean, literally, like we, we're on pace for some some amazing uh, results. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And not just for the financial gain that that has and implies for us as a company, but really what it means is that means that we're able to bring value to that many more op owner operators. And so that is where our value comes from. You know, that's how we look at it. The more valuable we can be to the more amount of owner operators that we can be, the obviously, um, the result of that it will be, of course, gain for us as well. But it's definitely centered around the customer experience, 100%. Yes, sir. And you know, you say customer experience. It's all about customer success. I'm actually taking a certified course right now that deals with customer success. And you actually make me think of that because I peeped out your Instagram page and mm -hmm. I saw all those testimonials up there and everybody's, the two things I heard, mostly is great experience and great prices and they really enjoy you know your facility and everything so i mean you got all the boxes checked man so you know definitely keep up the good work on that and going back to your locations how, how many do you currently have right now so at this current moment we have two one in richmond on commerce road mm -hmm. and one in petersburg on washington road and we're breaking ground in two weeks uh, for our third location that's going to be in the Hampton Roads area. So super excited about that. It'll be a brand new facility. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. I believe that the owner operators in that area and travel through that area are going to really enjoy it. And I know that they're, they're anxious for us to come into that marketplace because we have a pretty decent base of customers that come to us now on Saturdays that literally take the drive up from that Hampton Roads area just to do business with us because of all the great things that they've heard from fellow owner operators. So wow. I know once we're in their backyard, it, it's definitely going to be, um, it's going to be great. It's going to yes, be great sir. for sure. Well, congratulations, man, on breaking ground or when you about to break ground, you said two weeks. Yeah, that's um, what I'm being told. So that's mm, what I'm rolling with. And the two weeks going to go by so quick. It's going to seem like three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. That's really good. Thank you. Yes, sir. Do you see yourself possibly expanding um, out of Virginia in the next three or five years? Absolutely. Definitely within the plans for sure. Again, like I said, a, a lot of the growth and scale plans have definitely been moved up because of how we've expeditedly um, 
achieves more than what we had expected to do in this particular time frame on certain things. Mm -hmm. um, the success overall that we're having, I'm not surprised at one bit. Okay. Um, but just some of the metrics that internally we do optimize for, yeah, it's been a it's been a little surprising, which has then led to, of course, uh, scaling through acquisition of talent, okay. which is a whole different challenge. Um, which I will say I feel like we've navigated pretty successfully. But with that just comes new tasks for Kamard and the position that I hold now, right? Like it's more from where it was when it was just my brother and I navigating the business. And to now we have several other um, executive members that are part of the brain trust that, you know, are are re relied on of making decisions as well. And so, yeah, it's it's just been a lot of on-the-job training. Like, I've obviously never been a CEO for someone before or a company, rather. So, yeah, it's it's been a lot of new growth um, for me individually, and I'm super grateful for it because I believe it's more so than anything else is making me a better person, right. a better son, a better brother, a better husband. Um, and, and that is something that I'm really, really, like, very grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then I think the biggest piece for me is the fact that I believe it's really allowing for me to undergo a lot of things that have a lot of underlining value that I feel will make me, I'm not shy about saying it, the, the greatest father that the world has ever seen, which is definitely like one of my personal um, North Stars for sure. Right. That's and I'm not a father yet. Right. By right. The way. Okay. Yeah, you're speaking into existence. Yeah, sir. Sure. 10 kids. So, um, uh, <laughs> I want five. Five, okay. We'll okay. see if we can get the buy-in from the wife on that. Okay, all right, all right. Hopefully she yeah. don't cuss me when she hears me say that. <laughs> yes, sir. But that's awesome, man. So let me ask you this. Do you offer any um, mobile services? We do, 24-7. Okay. So the same abilities wow. uh, that we have on the storefront, we have the same capabilities mobile as well. Wonderful. So you pretty much have a brick and mortar store, but the type of business you have is basically recession proof and actually pandemic proof because people in the industry are going to always need what? Tires. Yes, sir. That's Truckers right. are responsible for 72% last I check of all goods moved and transported in America. And so... Mm -hmm. With the rise of e-commerce, I think that that will actually start to increase even more. And right. I think you'll see a lot of other um, renditions, which I think an example is like Amazon, right? When you see them, uh, you know, they play a huge part in the last mile, DHL and, you know, some other offers. So, yeah, I think to your point, you know, we were always confident that this business model would be a great one. But undergoing a pandemic which prior to it wasn't something that i don't think anybody personally or professionally had anticipated or planned for right. it just gave us so much more conviction around how solid and so you know just sturdy of a model that this really is i mean we never shut down we never fired or furloughed anybody we actually continued to hire um, we acquired properties that have now come to fruition of uh locations that we're expanding into and we grew in volume of not just revenue, but customer count. And so, yeah, it's, it's something because of those feats, Derek, um, we are now actually in the process of creating an educational platform that will teach anybody who's interested in how to start and scale their own tire company um, to seven figures easily. And so I'm, I'm super excited about that. That's definitely the next thing that will be coming out, if you will, in terms of an offer 
that we can bring value to the marketplace because I'll tell you, it's not enough tire stores to service the tire, tr the trucking needs for tires. It's, it's not. And so super excited about that too. Mm, man. Yeah. I know several locations around here and some other places that, um, yeah, it could really be popping off with that uh, idea, man, for real. Yeah, I'm sure because it's necessary yeah. everywhere. And I'll be candid yeah. with you, you know, the fierce competition, if you will, I just look at it as alternative options in the marketplace for the same service and goods that we offer. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of the topic, the fierce competition that we face in the areas that we operate out of has given me, again, with all the data points and other things that we just mentioned, all the conviction to feel that anybody in America can take this strategy with all of the know-how that we're going to deliver in the educational platform and be able to, again, grow their store in year one um, to a seven-figure tire store for sure. And maybe even more than that, because some areas will over-index in terms of the ability to, you know, grow quicker and to have larger um, volume of customer count. So, yeah, it, it can work practically anywhere. I'm sure of it. Let me ask you this. This is something just popped up in my head. As far as that platform, I, I take it that's you probably be launched that within the next what, two, three years, if that. Next month. Next month. Good gracious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So with doing that, will you have like some type of connection like with someone if they need financing? Do you have? Okay. Look at you. You, you got it all it's, checked it, off. It, it's well built out. It's going to have resources from the financial piece to be able to get the funding for it, right? It's going to have pieces to be able to get the CPA information that you'll need of how you want to structure it for the back, the best, most legal tax strategies. Okay. Um, it's going to have um, attorneys involved that will help you, you know, create those structures. Right. It's going to have how to become tax exempt. I mean, you, you name it, how to actually even get, um, depending on, you know, what your ethnicity is and things like that, but mm -hmm. even how to become um, certified with certain designations that would then allow you contention to be able to get uh, local, state, and federal contracts. So it, it's going to be the full gamut, again, of how to go from zero to one um, hundred, if you will, in terms of becoming a successful tire store. Mm, that is all. I might have to uh, contact you on that myself. <laughs> it's going to be great, man. I mean, you yes, know, sir. because at this point, you know, we're at a at a place where I don't handle the day-to-day -day anymore, nor does my brother. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to be teaching in this course is going to essentially give you all of that information that we've kind of gathered the last four years right. so that when it's year one for you, you're able to essentially have this same type of setup. And I can assure you that, you know, just in small conversations with some of the drivers um, that come through and are customers of ours now, you know, that we've mentioned it to, they're extremely interested because it allows for them to gain back a, a better quality of life. Um, you know, not having to be away from home so long, not having to, you know, have an unpredictable schedule. You know, the broker tells you to get to the place that you're picking up from at 6 a.m. You get there at 6 a.m. and the guy tells you they're not actually going to be able to let you load till 9 a.m., but you're due in Pennsylvania by 7, 7 p.m. And so it just throws your whole day off. Everybody treats you like crap for the most part, except, you know, GTT commercial tires. And so it's like, it's going to be great, man. And, and the earnings that one can make um, is very attractive. And you're able to do it, again, without having to put so much wear and tear on your body as well as your mind. And uh, do it within some controlled schedules um, as well, which I think, um, you know, in today's time, that's a big topic and a mover for a lot of people is, you know, the quality of life between work and uh, life balance. Right.
So in your business, what has been the biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Yeah, biggest challenge has been myself, you know, um, and, and I can tell you a different, a couple of different ways of that. It's like, Sometimes I'm overly aggressive and I move fast. And so an example is, you know, immediately upon getting with my brother, January 1, 2019, I really knew still nothing about the industry in terms of in depth. And yet within two months, uh, we had another location open in Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is an hour away. And, you know, there were no systems, there were no processes, didn't really have any profiles of, you know, what positions we were hiring for outside of techs. And then like what that position type of person really needed to have in terms of skill sets and experience. And so, of course, we hired a bunch of people in terms of just looking to get somebody in the door thinking, you know, that we were doing the right thing. But lo and behold, what we were really doing is putting our brand that wasn't even a brand at that point um, in jeopardy of even being able to get off the ground because we had a bunch of people that would not show up. And Derek's at the at, at the location in Fredericksburg. You're calling me like, hey, man, I'm here. It's 930. The doors are closed. And then I'm calling the employee and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I had to do this. And, you know, it just was a poor scenario. And so, yeah, rushing and being overly aggressive to grow and scale um, put us in a position where, you know, obviously it was a, a, a financial nightmare. And, uh, you know, we had to get out of it to protect, again, what we were attempting to build, which was a positive name in the marketplace for truck tires. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah, myself. Um hiring family right just because mm-hmm. it's family and not really hiring for the best candidate um you know what i mean and so because again it is my brother and i so we want everything to be close-knit we want everything to be family and so you know in the early goings that was a challenge and so i could go on and on but yeah myself has been the biggest challenge in any and everything in my life because outside of that i feel like everything else i can navigate um because it's just circumstance right you know things whether that's again perceived competition, whether that's customer growth, whether that's marketing, whatever the case may be, I, I I'm very confident that I'm able to you know solve for whatever those scenarios call for to be able to get us a satisfactory um, result. So yeah, just myself, and that's again being a, a, a on the job executive, and so giving myself more grace now to to make mistakes because they're going to happen no matter how prepared you call yourself <laughs> to be and just understanding True. that you know this is this is the charting of the journey that I'm on mm-hmm. and so that's something that my wife has really helped me with and so so much credit goes to her because you know I am very goal oriented I am very results driven yeah. and it is about the process um more and I know that is very cliche and a lot of people say that, but they don't really give context of what that means. And so the way I interpret it, the way I define it at this state of my life is just being so granularly focused on the day to day things that need to happen and making sure I'm as a sharp, prepared and as skilled to execute on those things, understanding that if I do that, whatever the result may be, I can live with myself because I know I literally can honestly say I did everything that I could do with the information that I had at the time to make the decisions that I I made. And so, yeah, and getting out of that, you know, driving in reverse, meaning that, you know, you you reach the future and get new information and then you look back on the past and then you scrutinize it. I think, you know, with parenting, I think with um, teaching, I think with, you know, assessment of ourselves and decisions that we made. So much of that happens so often, and I think it's a real um, morale killer. Right, yeah. You know, you seem very um, 
you like a challenge. That's one of the things I picked up on you. And I'm the same way, you know, even with, with, the, with the podcasting, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, you know, I tell them that I'm an electrician by trade and they're like, you know, why podcasting? Why don't you stick with something you know about and what you're good at? But number one, God led me this way. Number two is a challenge. I've always liked a challenge. And one of my guests asked me the other day was like, how did you get so good at marketing? And, you know, by no no means I'm claiming I'm the best at that. But the one thing about it was driven me is I always give credit to God. And number two is I take it as a challenge. I like to learn, you know, my wife, she helps me out quite a bit. She may point me in different directions to try different things. And, you know, sounds like your wife or what have you, very good support and encourager. And, you know, I just take the challenge on. It's like, hey, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to master it. I'm going to uh, do my thing no matter how long it takes. And then on the other end, uh, I'm tight. You know, I, I don't like coming off the money. I'm a giver. But if I got to pay somebody a whole lot of money to do something for, you know, I can possibly take some time to learn myself. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Now, I know eventually I'm going to have to hire someone. But right now, you know, I want to learn it. And I take it as a challenge and a challenge I will conquer. So I see the same thing in yourself. I appreciate that. And I definitely want to commend you for being a challenge conqueror yourself, because that is, uh, to me, one of the better ways to really have a fulfilled life, right? Yes, sir. Like, you know, one of the things that I always encourage people to do is either get curious if they're not already. And mm -hmm. if they are curious, stay curious, because what that allows you to do is test, taste different things in a fashion that is pretty speedy, which allows for you to then, whether it's through your own um, making of what you thought you wanted to do or the universe in interaction um, and interference of guiding you in a different direction, you're able to then get on the path that is going to not only give you whatever it is that you're looking for financially in life, but most importantly, I think it gives you what you need to be fulfilled. Right. And I think, you know, ultimately, like that is a real thing um, that carries a lot of weight and has a lot of value. And so I'm always advocating for people to do that. And so like from the dispatching to now podcasting, like if maybe, right, if you never went down the path of thinking you wanted to do dispatching, maybe we're, we're not sitting here talking today. And exactly. so it's, it's amazing to me if you really spend time looking at how things actually connect. And it's amazing. It, it yes. really is amazing. That's something that's like, it's a mental puzzle for me, right? Like I'm always trying to map the dots together because they, it, the connection is there. It's just a matter of if you're willing to spend the time and do the work to figure it out. Right. Exactly. I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners um, pertaining to GTT commercial tires? Or, you know? The GTT commercial tires, again, if you're an owner operator and you're listening to this, whether you're in a market where we can actually um, service you because you can get to us pretty conveniently or not, please reach out to us because what we are again establishing is a network of owner operator like stores. Um, you know, we're the only owner operator tire store, but owner operator friendly like stores that we can um, essentially create some type of affiliation with where we can then be able to potentially put you guys in contact that can give you um, just as good service, maybe, um, maybe even better. Um, I think that that would definitely be important. And also, you know, go to Kamar.com kamarjohnson.com um, if you're interested in learning more about what it would take 
to again start and scale your own tire store to seven figures in year one. Fantastic. And before I let you go, uh, yeah. there's two more things. Sure. Is what piece of advice would you give someone, let's say that may be 18 years old and they're they're starting their own business or they may be interested in starting their own business? What piece of advice would you give them? I would definitely say, please, 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 best as you can, recognize that it is going to be uh, difficult. It's supposed to be, right? And so do not allow that to deter you if business idea one doesn't work out in the way that you had set forth, whether that is based on a certain dollar amount or a certain result of customers or whatever that is that you're optimizing for. Mm -hmm. Because literally, I mean, my brother has tried several before we've gotten to this point where we've cracked a seven-figure business on pace to do eight figures, right? And so if he had have let business idea number one deter him from ever going into business again, again, we'd never be on this podcast today having this conversation. And so that would be my, my first. My second would be, in the beginning, optimize learning over earning, meaning look to develop yourself with as many skill sets that you feel will be applicable to business success. One that I can tell you is proper communication. Two would be sales, right? And then three, I would say marketing. I believe if you get those three things down, the rest you can build a facility around you of people that know how to do a lot of the other things with the accounting and legal and, and such. And they're all important. But I think those three things, such as like what you kind of um, talked about, Derek, are things that you can spend the time putting in the work to learning it, to be efficient, to be able to be effective with the results that you get, which then brings in cash flow and revenue, which then allows you to bring on people that can fill in the gaps with some of those other things that will also be necessary for the sustaining of the success. But in the beginning, proper communication and sales and then marketing would be the three things that I would say, coupled with the fortitude to push past some of the hurdles, the challenges, and even the quote unquote failures that are sure to come for anyone that is embarking upon entrepreneurship for sure. Man, you know something. You you are entre um you are a motivational speaker or something, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I'm not, not trying to crack a joke, but aren't you a motivational speaker too? Amongst no, no, no. So a lot of people say that to me or say that about me and I, I humbly uh, appreciate it. Um in an official capacity, no again Okay. All I'm looking to do, Derek, is just improve the human experience um, every day. And right. so, again, for anybody who listens to this podcast, sees this podcast, if there's one thing that they can take out of it that they can then implement or something that sparks something internally inside of them um, to be better um, than they were before listening or seeing this podcast, then I'm happy about that. Right. And That's obviously, right. I do it in my physical in real life days all the time right and so that that's what it is for me so if a speech can come off motivational to one then i'm i'm super happy about that um you know just trying to again be as valuable as i can man in whatever ways that i can and so i'm again just so grateful for you allowing me the time to come on your platform and be able to share my story a little bit and um you know just looking to help Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, um, you're very welcome, and I appreciate you. And before you go, I always ask a fun question. Shoot. All right. If you had to pick someone out to play your life in a movie role, who would it be? 
It'd be the late great Chadwick Boseman. Oh wow, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. That is a good one, man. Yes, sir. And y'all are very much similar too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Good pick. I appreciate that. Yes, Thank sir. You. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Yes, sir. Well, Kamar, I, I won't hold you up. I know as an entrepreneur, you are busy doing your thing, making power moves. And, you know, again, I really appreciate you taking time out to come on the Trucking Entrepreneurs podcast. It's been a joy, a pleasure. I really have learned some things. And I know our audience have learned things as well. And um, I appreciate you shouting out your business, how they can reach you as well. And, hey, man, I'm expecting big, you know, big things from you you know, each year. And you're definitely welcome to come back here anytime. Just give me a holler, man, and I'll be glad to bring you on the show. Thank you so much. And in closing, I'd say if you want to follow me for any content or any value that I may be able to bring to you with information that I'm posting online mm -hmm. on TikTok, it's literally TikTok Tire Guy, T-I-K-T-O-K-T-I-R-E-G-U-Y. On Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, it is my name, Kamard, K-A-M-A-R-D, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And then again, the website to be able to enroll in our education platform to learn more about how to scale a tire company to seven figures in your first year. Um, that's at KamardJohnson.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Kamard. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, man. Keep pressing on, being all that God created you to be. Yes, sir. Again, Derek, thank you so much. I'm very grateful for you having me on the platform and allowing me again to share a piece of my story and to try to be as impactful on a positive level as uh, we both inspire to be for as many people as we can. Yes, sir. You're very welcome, man. And thank you. I, I really do appreciate it. Yes, sir. All thank right. you. This episode is brought to you by My Trucker Pro an online platform for transportation professionals, making it easier to do business. Join for free at MyTruckerPro.com. That concludes our show. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to the Trucking Entrepreneurs Podcast.